Hi, John. Hey, Alex. Do you know what I hate? What's that? I hate dog murderers. Mmm. They're ever-present. A scourge to us all. Well, in the Wikiverse, they are. I'm trying to think of... Uh, immediately, I just go to Wikipedia, basically. Well, that's what Wikipedia's named after, isn't it? Oh, it's the, oh, it's the John Wick. It's all just about John Wick. If only I could have a puppy I'd call myself so very lucky Just to have some company jealous that this week you got to watch a movie and i just had to look into a mirror for two hours <laughs> oh really yeah because this was just like you do look a bit like a pug that's yeah no this is me every day getting <laughs> murdered by russian monsters <laughs> yeah. uh here's here's a thing that i never thought i'd say hmm. um i really like his car yeah you know what i was thinking because just because we we uh watched gone 60 seconds this movie loves cars way more than that movie did. Yeah, and this made me really like his car a lot. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit about cars. No. I don't know what kind. Of, I refer to it in my notes as some kind of car brand car number. <laughs> yes, because it's yeah. it's a horsey one. Yeah, I think it's a Mitsubishi Porsche Ferrari sixty eight. Uh, no, it's sixty nine, John. Ayo. High five. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, dudes. that's from a different podcast. I'm sorry, I stole that. Um, audience. We stole their audience. Fantastic. Well, no, uh, Jimmy Pardo, every time they say 69, he sarcastically goes, high five, oh. just because he's an ass. And nice. um, the problem with being a podcaster and listening to podcasts. You end up doing that stuff. Yeah. And I also, uh, well, just publicly before we get on this, I apologize if anybody picked up the fact that many episodes ago I stole a joke from Riff Tracks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was watching an episode uh, shortly afterwards. And, uh, yep, there's that thing that I said on our show on, no. a, on a show, you know, from that I didn't write. Don't and, watch anything ever. Don't consume anything because it might affect your ideas. Yeah. That's, you know. That's the core takeaway of this podcast. Yeah. That's the problem with, uh, you know, not just living in a hermetically sealed chamber, which I pitched many times to you about, you know, what, uh, what should be done yeah. to keep the show. But we need, no, I'm not sleeping in, I need a, a, like a California king size. One of those. I need room to, to move around. Yeah, well, if we can ever get the, the lucrative uh, Casper account, we can we can maybe afford that. Here's hoping. So, John, what, what did you think of the movie? Because I, I don't really have much of a guess as to your opinion, other than the fact that I've already asked you this and we're recording the answer. Yes. Uh, it's, I liked it all right. Um, I think as far as action movies go, there's a lot to like about it in terms of the bloated nonsense, CG nonsense that is that is action movies these days. Uh, it's bloated in its own ways, but it's uh, it's still a lot of fun. This movie kept, I kept hearing about this movie being ultra stylish, and I didn't, I you know never seen it until right now. Well, you know earlier this week, and uh, it looks like everything. I feel like I've seen it a bunch of times before. So it's, it, it might be, I don't know if this started the trend of that kind of look or whatever. Uh, it's kind of like when you, if you see the Matrix now and the whole bullet time thing, it's just like, who cares? What is that? But at the time, you know, nothing was like it and then everything was like it. So I don't know it's one of those situations. I, I immediately, the th first thing that came to mind was that Steven Seagal movie we watched, The Perfect Weapon. Uh, and I was disappointed to learn that that came out later 
and that Titus Parr was not the visionary I thought he was. That is the, disappointing. The director of that film. You know, fun fact, uh, The Matrix and uh, John Wick, they star the same guy. Yeah. That's the yeah. same person. John Wick. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. How weird is that, right? Yeah. Bet you didn't know that. The audience know him. That's what I'm here for is uh, is the in-depth Hollywood uh, know-how. The hot gossip. Yeah, the hot goss, as yeah. they could say. Ryan uh, Gosling, uh, who's also in this movie as a, as a cameo. But I was also getting kind of annoyed at how blue everything was for, for a lot of it. Um, I didn't think there was a lot of cussing. Hi. No, I meant the nudity. Hey. No, just the, like, everything was just shot in this blue, cold tone yeah. for so much of it that I was a little bit like... When it starts changing and things start happening, it's it's obviously it supposed to be a juxtaposition of him being sad and not sad, but it was just so heavy-handed. I thought at the beginning, visually with that. Well, that's really what New Jersey looks like as well. It, it oh, is just... a it is a slate stone, just depressing. Yeah. M- m- some word I can't think of. Morace. More. What's that word? Morass. Yeah. What's that? Uh, it's when you you have some ass, but you see some mo. Oh, like being Calipigian. Got it. Yeah. Uh, that was a good Steve Harvey bit. <laughs> yes, that's those are words that deserve to be together. <laughs> see some ass, see yeah. some mo. Anyway, New Jersey is just a just a gray nightmare of awful. See, that's funny because when About Schmidt came out, forget about it. People were people were complaining about. Uh, the way Omaha was presented is this dreary place. And when I saw it in the theater, I was like, yeah, no, that is exactly like, <laughs> that's that's just, this That is, is unflinchingly what it looks yeah, like. This is an accurate portrayal of the shithole that I'm from, or in that case, that you're from. Uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was all right. There were some some really interesting things about it that I liked. And, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of that, uh, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean. That's what we're doing. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's generally... Um, we don't start off with opinions first, but mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't know. Cause it occurs to me. I love this movie yeah. like a lot, but I haven't watched other action movies. Like while you're saying like it's derivative or like, you know, or what we're saying that it doesn't look, uh, you know, it doesn't look well, fresh just, or whatever. Just, well, no, just, and, and I'm not even talking about like other action movies. I'm just talking about like the way it looks. So many other things look like that. Like, oh, like okay. that cold blue tint on everything. Yeah. Just like, just the way it's shot is very like, you'll see that crap in commercials. You know. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, but it is still a pretty movie. Yeah. I just didn't know if it's like this, like the the kind of visuals that this movie had, were like specific to this, and then came out of that, or it's just sort of the the sort of general kind of feel. Like if you look back at movies of the early 2000s, and or like music videos, they all kind of have the same sort of look and feel. And I don't know how they how that where that started from. Yeah. You know, this one is just the reason I'm bringing it. It's I. I've, this is the first action movie that looks like this. So it's just like, uh, to me, I was like, Oh, yeah. this is like, I was like, wow, this is fucking beautiful. Like, you know, I was just kind of wowed. But as it, coming out of it, I realized I really have like no reference point to this. Right. Like I don't watch a lot of movies like this. So I don't know if just like, this is tango and cash. And then this one, that's it. Well, you know, my feelings on TNC. Yeah, no, I know that's because TNC TCV. I'm looking at the poster right now in a flash. Yeah. It's a great film. I love that movie a lot because I like uh, I like jokes about dick. Yeah. Because that movie is 90% dick joke. We should watch that one, actually, because I recall loving that movie, too, but Ooh, I can't bad. imagine it's any good. I, I mean, I know it's not, it's no good, but... I watched it, I'm going to say, I don't know, seven years ago. Like, uh-huh. so, you know, somewhat recent it, when we're referring to uh, uh, TNC. Right. And 
boy is it shit like yeah oh yeah it is awkward it is homophobic the whole movie is just like this there's they 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 exalt their 80s butts Oh yeah, like no, I remember, yeah, I do remember the the action hero butt, the unmotivated hero butt shot of the two of them. Oh like, boy, strolling out of the prison. There is, shower there is. Fight. I mean, just just white lights shining from heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like they actually have like harp music happening, <laughs> heavenly choirs sing, and they just just the most the most framed loving man ass shots mm-hmm. uh, uh, that that. You can, it's not since the commish has, has this happened. <laughs> NYPD Blue? I don't know. Which is the one that had the famous butt? That was NYPD, NYPD Blue. That was, Blue. Uh, okay. Detective Sipowitz. Start movie starts super upbeat. Uh, a very attractive man in a nice house mourns his wife, well, which it, is the best way to start an action. Well, actually, a lot of action movies do start this way. Now to think about it, yeah. <laughs> but it does. It does. They they uh, uh, what are they called? They fridge his wife uh, right at the beginning. Wait, wait, uh, whoa, what now? Yeah, I, you've never heard that term. No, fridging. I, I mean, other this than is, this has come up a lot recently with with different things that I've different pieces of media I've been enjoying. I guess it, it, it's a term that came from uh, the Green Lantern uh, when they Green Lantern comics uh, when they brought in a new Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner. At one point, I forget who the villain was, but he just like murders his girlfriend and puts him in the puts her in the fridge, and so it's this whole thing where like the only the only a woman's role is just that she's this dead thing at the beginning that the person mourns and has to react to it's not like an actual character oh. and so it's just sort of that that uh a critique of of that trope uh and they call it some pe- some online people call it like now fridging. does the woman have to perform the super bowl shuffle like william the fridge yeah. no Perry? that's what that's actually where it came from okay is that, <laughs> never mind i'm not going to make any sort of slander against uh uh refrigerator perry but yeah so he's he's got this dead wife uh, that uh, he's very sad about. Yeah. I was very... I, it took me a second to figure out what exactly happened here, but she apparently, like, set it up. She had a kill switch. At the moment of her death, she orders a dog. Because she'd apparently been struggling with some disease or something. She's got some disease wherein there, she looks perfect and then passes out uh, uh, on an idyllic New York uh, yeah. uh, you know, skyline Roger, or whatever. Roger Ebert had a thing about that. About, like... The disease that Hollywood actresses have in movies, where they just like look, still look fantastic, yeah. even as they're even as they're dying. Like there was some movie with Charlize Theron, where like Sweet November or something like that, where she's just withering away and she just like gets bald and has bags. Under yeah, her it still eyes. looks gorgeous. Yeah. And, like they kind of like put a bit of like pale makeup yeah. on. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Or like if it's if it's uh, Ed Harris, he just gets to wear that cool backwards Kangol hat or whatever. There was a series of movies where he was always wearing that hat and also died. Oh, yeah. He, he wore that in... Um, the Hours? Uh, no, the one with uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, The Truman Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, got a, he's got the backwards Kango. Yeah. But yeah, so she's dead. Yeah, so she's gorgeous and dead. But yeah, but she... See, so she had the wherewithal to order him a, a dog. Uh, not a rescue dog. Sounds like they got this one from a breeder. But yes, so he opens this package and it's this adorable little puppy. And oh, man, there's a spark of joy in his life. And this is all you know about him at this point and then that he's got a, a, a dead fiance or wife or whatever. And that now you have a, a dog. Now he has a dog and he takes that dog on a sweet joy ride and is awesome. Oh wait, before that happens, Oh, he brings a dog outside and they have a really, they have a, they not since they framed tango and Cash's butts. Is there a loving shot of a pile of dog shit in the yard, which I didn't need. 
Yeah, I think I just, I think I blacked that out. I don't, I don't remember. No, it's it's just they show the dog taking a shit, and then they just it it just lingers. I mean, it's probably only lingers for like a second and a half, but it's second half of a lawn with a dog shit on it, and it's just one of those like this was a weird choice to have this in the film. Like I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get pres- it. But. I'm gonna pretend that this guy has a very specific fetish, and then he was like, kind of got caught doing it. it. Was like, oh, I got to make a whole movie out of this now. Crap. Uh, look, it's Keanu Reeves, and he's walking a dog, and oh. So just to fit that right in there. And not since Gone in 60 Seconds did a dog taking a shit have such an important oh, part of the plot. Yeah. Remember that scene? Oh, yes. How could I forget? <laughs> so he takes the dog and, he, and like he stops to get gas or something with his fancy car and some Russians, I guess, Russians. Oh, wait. Uh, sorry. I'm going to interrupt you again. Yeah. We skipped one because this, this comes back later. We, we see the funeral. Oh, yeah. Which which I like the way that looked. That yeah. Was, like, it looked really pretty. But also his friends are jerks. Oh yeah, because they just all walk away, just leave him there. No one, no one offers. Hey, you want me to stand near you? Would you like my arm? No, but just stands there completely alone well, at his wife's grave. But they just all fuck off. It's just there wasn't. So, like... well, there's a couple of questions there. Yeah, and and I'd have to go back and see this. Like, was was there continental people there? Like, we know, we know, uh, uh, what's his face, um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is yeah. there, but like. Were there the kind of people that, or were these all her friends? They're like, we don't really know who this guy is, and we find him intimidating and weird. Well, see, that would be a question, except they 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 pan to his house, and they're all there. So, well, I mean, maybe they showed up to support their dead friend's right. husband. Or, or yeah. loot the place. That's true. But anyway, Willem Dafoe's there, yeah. who plays, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know anybody's name in this movie. And But he shows up, and he's like, hey, what are you doing here, Frankie, or whatever his name is? And he's like, oh, just, you know, checking in, seeing how you are. Was that that was legit? Because it was, it was suspicious. But then I guess it was actually just he's a really nice guy. Well, I think that's, I friend. think it's 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 a couple of things. I think it, it's sort of this introduces you to the fact that they have a relationship. Also, who's this guy? What's what's he about? And then he disappears for a while, and you don't because you don't know anything about John Wick, like I said. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just it's just a way to sort of deepen deepen the mystery of. What exactly? Oh, yeah, no, I get it, like, in in sequence. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, upon reflection, I don't think I I completely understood Defoe's role. So, like, yeah, I'll take the job murdering John. Yeah. But then that was, like, a fake-out so he could protect him? Because this seems like, I don't know. That whole relationship just at no point solidified enough to me that it's, like, that I really understood what was going on. I mean, I guess I do. I just, I think structurally It seems like in that one moment... When he could have taken the shot that he had a change of heart. That's the only way I can. Is that is that it. the way you took it? That's the way I that's the way I took it. I don't think it's I don't know how well it's presented that way, but I just kinda of went, Yeah. But then he sees him in danger and is like, Oh. He, he kind of like, This is my bounty. But then it kind of becomes more than that. Yeah, because then he ends up saving him from the Russians later. But yeah. anyway, yes. So as you were saying, uh he he's he's filling up his car with, with petrol. Uh, sorry. Yes. Gasoline. Right. I'm, I'm not from here. And uh, and and Theon Greyjoy comes out. Yeah, with I'm gonna say the best Russian accent. Sure, because that was a Russian why, accent. Right? Why not say it? Is yeah, that, is that what happened? Because I actually wasn't sure for long enough that I thought maybe they're like Bulgarian or some some Russian adjacent thing. Yeah, and this is this is the first uh, in a long line of of people in this movie that why did you cast this person? And not necessarily. For bad reasons, uh, but like John Leguizamo, Clark Peters, all these actors, they're like, oh, well, clearly we'll be seeing more of these characters. No, no. Okay, that's it. That's okay. Like you have, why are you using these people? 
uh right not just some like no name whatever i mean i guess because he's sort of sort of the the, the kid is a little bit more of a main character but still just like theon Greyjoy. yeah what threw me well i think he probably wasn't all that well known back when this came yeah. out but um yeah 2014 I, game of thrones was still in it still doing a but thing. was was theon Greyjoy? he oh, was yeah. like a guy back then okay um the, the one that got me is uh, uh, I, th- I think he's I think his name is Lance Riddickson or something like that. The big black dude that runs that's like the concierge. At the oh, Continental. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that actor. He's, yeah. He was on Fringe. He's been on a bunch of stuff like, oh, I, I adore him. He's Great just one voice. of those dudes that shows up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I just want him to like read me like bedtime stories mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, he's but he, he he's the one that took me out of it more of like, why would you guess that guy? He's, he's, yeah. oh no, he's, he's, he's a, that guy actor. Right. I'm, you think... I'm one of seven people that vaguely knows his name, even though yeah. I got it wrong. I'm sure. So, I mean, eventually these Russians, the, the, the guy debatable likes debatable Russians, debatable Russians like his car and, uh, like, ah, oh, how much? And he's like, no, it's not for sale. And he's like, everything's got a price, bitch. And, uh, Keanu Reeves drives off, says something to him in Russian drives off. And then later they come to his house and like, beat him up steal a car and kill his dog yeah which uh, was a mistake i don't know if you picked up on this but that's what uh that's oh. what screenwriters right refer referred to as the inciting incident oh see they killed his dog and he was and john i don't know if you picked up on this either he was fond of the dog he liked the dog it was an emotional he investment picking the dog's poop with with the dog yeah and he, then and then it, the dog's no longer there so now he's gonna murder the shit out right. of a bunch what of else what else are you gonna do and there is part of me that that and it's, I guess it's just a personal preference, but towards the beginning anyway, I'm like, I would, I don't want this to be so slick. I would love this just to be this, take away some of the, the sort of comic booky veneer of this whole thing of like what, what sort of comes to pass later and just be like, no, this guy was like a mob hit man. And he's just a mean piece of crap. Like I want to see a grindhouse version of this basically. So you want to watch Death Wish? Yes. Yeah, so, well, Death Wish is way different. No, yep. but I mean it's it's just a schlubby guy that his wife got killed, so he just walks around and murders. No, but I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about a guy that was like he's still John, like he still oh, was a hitman for I see the mob. Saying. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But that's yeah. that sort of like unexploded bomb kind of thing, not a man descending in the madness. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But just this guy, kind of, you know, I thought I was out. They pulled me back in. Well, let's uh, let's cut it up. Do do like a fan edit. No, but I'm just talking about stylistically, just the whole thing, just make it grittier and. Well, it also made me think of there's this movie. I mean, like this this draws from all kinds of you know, hitman coming out of retirement or, you know, the hitman uh, genre of, of films and crime films. He, yeah. Uh, like when, when he fought his brother Owen at WrestleMania 16. Yes. yes <laughs> which I just heard a story recently when he was, uh, I forget who he was fighting, but Brett Wilson, it was, you know, like post 9-11 or whatever, but he was fighting, uh, Brett Man Hart was fighting someone in the audience was chanting like, USA, USA. But he's Canadian. Yeah, well, uh, that's hell yeah, that's, wrestling. That's awkward. I, yeah. yeah, just not as brown. Not yeah. as brown. That's that's what the actual chat is. But he, um, but I, I couldn't help but think of there's this movie. It's actually called Dark City. It's the it's this old noir with with Charlton Heston and Jack Webb, where it's these guys. They they con some dude out a bunch of money in a poker game. He ends up killing himself, and his brother comes to take vengeance, and his brother is like. It's almost like a monster movie. You never see the brother. And it's all just them kind of getting picked off oh, by the brother cool. and whatever. So I'm like, this movie would kind of be interesting if you didn't see John Wick. If you just, you know, you just saw the Russian side of it. We're like, yeah, these are bad guys and they did a bad thing. And like, here's, here's, you, you awoken this monster. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, that'd be a better movie. But yeah. John, we didn't get a better movie. No, we got John well, Wick. no, John Wick is a fine no, movie. I, really just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't help but think about like how awesome no, that, that would be. No, that would be badass. I it would, made me think of that. That's the scene in Batman Begins where 
you know the almost monster movie like thing in that where when batman first shows up yeah um that that would have been that that's just an interesting take on it yeah like it would be like alien except you know alien but, is a really pissed off but keanu yeah. reeves yeah. yeah uh yeah the kills dog which was uh uh upsetting now here's here's a i mean just kind of out of order but I'm not like a big uh, dog person, mm-hmm. but at no point in this movie did I think this man's being unjustified at his murder. And it took me like, I had to really get put, sit myself down to give a think about that of like, that's weird. I probably should have questioned his motives before he murdered half of the world. But yeah, they killed his dog. That's a really yeah. dick move. Well, but I think, I mean, if it was just like, hey, there's a guy with his dog and they killed the dog. Not not promoting dog murder here, but I think the fact, you know, because you know it was this gift from his dead wife, it has that whole yeah. other, other thing to it, other than just, you know, no one likes to watch a dog die. So, so yeah, he goes to the, the local chop shop, which is... Uh, yeah, Theandre Greyjoy drops it off, and who's there but Johnny, Johnny. Legs. So, and I was actually kind of kind of excited to see him, because I'm like, I kind of like this. I, I forget that I like John Leguizamo in a lot of things, um, when he's not, it is like wacky wacky yeah like non-zany like wasamo is, yeah. is and yeah and when he's not playing a fat demonic clown uh that's he's, actually yeah, he's peak quite watchable Wizamo. yeah, yeah. Ugh, that was rough. uh another one we should know we should work yeah on. i i know i thought I about just, that. i just want to talk about the end of that movie yeah <laughs> it's i mean we probably could do an hour just on the on the cgi oh man yeah. but but that's the thing where i'm like oh okay cool so he's probably gonna be a regular character no he just gets those like those two scenes that are intercut of 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 Theon Greyjoy dropping off the car and and John Wick inquiring about the car. I was surpressed by that because yeah, I like John Leguizamo. He he's fine in it. He does a good job. But again, I was just expecting more. Yeah, I did like it. He he had one of my favorite scenes of the film. Favorite non murder scenes where so uh, he punches Theon Greyjoy, which I don't know, baby baby russian boss i don't know his name it doesn't matter uh yosef yosef so he punches yosef and and then uh uh, uh yosef's dad uh king vigo vigo calls 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 him and and he's like uh, i heard you punch my son he's like what happened he's like yeah um your your son's broke into john wick's house and then then like killed the dog that his wife gave and <laughs> vigo just goes oh and hangs up. I love that interaction. Yeah. It is so fucking perfect. I just there's a couple like I the I say this often with movies where the editing sucks. Yeah. The editing in this movie is fantastic. Oh yeah, it's it's, it is, it's sharp as hell. It's breezy. It's quick. There's yeah. like the kind of comedic beats are timed really well. The way the way the action scenes are put together, I really like because oh the fight choreography is beautiful. Well, not only just the fight choreography, but the way it's put together that it's cut quick enough that it has that urgency of a of a confused fight scene. That a lot of these have, you know, where it's just like blurry, cut close up, cut, 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 cut just to uh, increase the intensity, but yet far enough away and staying on shots just long enough that you can actually see the actions happen. So it's still frenetic, but controlled like John Wick himself. Uh, and I thought that was cool because because yeah, uh, he does he essentially does gun kata. The realistic version of Gunkata. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's like, no, this this seems like just he's really good at murdering people. Yeah, yeah. but this is but like so Gunkata we we've talked about in in our review of uh, Equilibrium is the brainchild of whatever guy directed Equilibrium, and it was like supposed to be like kung fu with guns, but this is more like practical. Like this seems like 
some SEAL Team Six. Yeah, I was gonna say this seems like stuff that like special forces were probably yeah. know. And a lot of his ground stuff is just jujitsu, which I know Keanu Reeves actually practiced because there was a couple of like moves he was doing on the ground. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I keep forgetting you actually know how to roll. Like, yeah, he actually well, does and there's footage, yeah. there's footage of him like running courses, doing John Wick shit, and like doing it and yeah really well which yeah i imagine that takes a lot of training with well, the other part of the choreography fight choreography wise that i just i loved his like he goes for the kill shot after like most movies hey you took two to the gut you now fall on the ground and die yeah i like that this movie spends the time of him shooting him in the yeah. head after it it seems excessive except for like this is a guy that made millions yeah. of dollars being a hitman i just i thought that was a cool like i don't know it's like a character beat in the violence and it's it stays through the whole it was, film. It's it was not, almost yeah. less brutal because he's he's just he needs you done. He yeah. needs you down in, in a way. We uh we meet uh the mayhem guy from Allstate. Yeah. Now that was okay. So <laughs> so my my own you know bring my own personal crowd to this. Like that's Dennis Duffy from 30 Rock. I can't take that dude seriously and stuff now. I know he was on Oz yes, years yeah, ago but Oz. like yeah. I just when I think of Dennis Duffy from 30 Rock. And so not that he's trying to be a badass in this and I'm still not entirely clear what the point of his character was at all. I don't, don't know. But uh, the whole time I'm just laughing at it. Like that's what happened to Dennis Duffy. I, I don't know 30 rocks. So I just know him from Oz. It's, it's, and it's, it's Liz Lemon's like shitty ex-boyfriend. Like, oh, okay. He's just dumb as hell. And yeah. Now he's, now he's apparently a, a advisor to the Russian mob or this one guy. I mean, Russian I mob. would like that character arc to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's there and he's like, Hey, I'm mayhem. I, I work for the Russian mob. And uh, he gives that kind of great speech where uh, uh, Vigo, the head Russian boss guy, does the speech of like, that fucking nobody is John fucking Wick. And he does the whole Baba Yaga speech. Yeah. Like, of like, oh, he's the boogeyman. However, what do you think of when you think of Baba Yaga? Yeah, the old lady in the... It's it's an old witch lady that lives in the woods. Yeah, chicken leg house. That's... That's what Baba Yaga is. Yeah. Baba Yaga is the book event. It's an old woman. Yeah. However. No, she is badass. Like, yes. She will mess you up. But I will challenge you this, John. I know you just reimagined this film from the perspective of the Russian mob. Yes. How about you reimagine the film that John Wick is actually a 65-year-old Russian woman? That would be awesome. <laughs> and the entire rest of the movie. Is, no, no. 65 is too young for, for nowadays. A 78-year-old, like, stout oh, Russian peasant okay. lady. So they, so they, like, because of the success of John Wick, like, they, they made Atomic Blonde. That they made uh, Proud Mary, all these sort of variations on yeah. this like like hitman style thing. Fucking yeah, have super old lady Cloris Leachman. What she what's she doing? Uh, Rotting, if I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Is she dead? I don't know. <laughs> I like, assume so. So Betty White just cart her ass out there and have yes. her do some kickflips. I just something. I call it the Baba Yaga. Yeah. And, oh, it'd be so good. But I I love that speech. Other than the Baba Yaga is like a stout russian yeah. peasant woman like this is uh, not yeah it was just it which again that'd be so much fun like like put like 30 years on melissa mccarthy and then have her do it that would be but like oh, not funny yeah, yeah just yeah, have yeah. her just do it that would be no that so would work bad. in 30 years because that's when she's gonna have well more she'll have her dramatic turn about you know another 10. oh yeah, yeah 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 uh but but one of the things with that so it's not so yeah he gives the whole speech where it turns out yeah you you, you screwed up with this guy he's like the number one kill man but later when he's sort of like sitting by himself and singing a song about the boogeyman whatever and it's in russian and the subtitles come up they start like the boogeyman comes up in like a different fancy font compared to everything else like it was a brand yeah like but then like they would do that with some other like random words later so that didn't seem less weird but 
that was a really stupid choice. I thought. Yeah, that was that was awkward. I kind of appreciate trying to do something different with subtitles than just have them sit there. Like if you've ever seen the the uh, the movie Night Watch, if you watch the subtitles with that, they do a lot of crazy. It's a Russian film about. Oh vampires. yeah, I did yeah. watch that. Yeah, I, yeah, I actually, they do a lot of crazy yeah. things with the sub with the subtitles that really need really work with the theme of the movie and and everything that's going on. I only watched it in the original Russian because I'm. You know, <laughs> educated. I, I guess is the word like you'd to say. not know what's going on in movies. Exactly. Hey, I speak fluent Russian, assuming it's dubbed in English. Yes. <laughs> the like the weird bolding of like the boogeyman TM was kind of. I no, I, I dug that, and I love the kern. The kern. The kerning was. Mm. <laughs> uh, so then, then it's like, all right, well, I guess we're gonna have to send all these people to kill John Wick, and we get uh, we get John Wick in the shower. Hmm. He's got a really oddly spelled Latin tattoo. Yeah, I figured you might know what it meant. I okay, so it's fortune favors the bold. Okay, which is so I had to look it up. Uh-huh. It's like vaguely. I mean, fortune I knew, and then bold I think I knew. Like so, I could suss it out a little bit. But apparently, that's like a misspelling or like an older Latin form of. I guess uh, fortune favors the bold is like the Marines' motto. But his back, his back tattoo is uh, like that, and it's some like, or it's like an old, or an older pagan thing that mm. references Fortuna, the like some pagan goddess. I can't figure out because this movie's very well done. Is that someone that just fucked up and spelled some shit wrong, or is there some deeper yeah. meaning there? Because this movie is, it, this is a well articulated film. So like, I kind of trust you guys enough that that might carry some weight. Because I mean. There's a lingering shot in it. Like we're meant yeah. to read it. Well, or just someone just like you know, is it is it no regrets? You know, I I think it's it's there for everyone that ten years ago would have been really into the Boondock Saints mm. has a thing they can fix it on and get cool tattoos of. I don't doubt that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So that leads into the first murder or, or orgy, and, and I said murder weird. You did moita, moita. Yeah, the first moita. The moita orgy. You get that moita orgy out there, rock, uh, in his house, and the, I just I loved it. The pacing's amazing. It's so rare that in like, uh, like I remember when I saw like Ong Bak or one of those uh, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Jaa movies. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever saw the running two knees into a guy move, and I'm like, oh fuck, I've never seen that before. This yeah. is amazing. That part where he basically punches a knife into the dude's chest yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, how have I never seen that before? Yeah. What a fucking great, like, I just, I get fight choreography wise. One looked real, but then two, like, that's a fucking brilliant piece of it. And it's just, it's two guys and a knife. Like you would think, yeah, we've done every variant of this, but right. in 20, whatever year this came out, you punched it into there. I was like, oh, that's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. You just hammered it into the guy's chest. Yeah. That's actually what I really, I had been told that this movie had some fantastic fight choreography and i was happy to see that like i was impressed with, with the with the scene that had just happened i'm like well that's really cool but that kind of that's when i kind of went realized oh this is something more this is which leads into uh he calls the cleanup crew to show up yeah and the first appearance of the gold coins yes which not since the money in harry potter has a denomination made less sense yeah but here's the thing it worked for me in this movie. Like, I know, like we've talked before about yeah. just like, oh, that raises more questions. It did, but it, it gave me enough groundwork that it's like, no, okay, that's fine. Like, there you exchange them for goods and services among this. It's, see, it's group. funny because usually, usually this is your argument yeah. that I'm about to make, but they make no sense. Here's a tip. Have enough money to have a body fucking buried. Mm-hmm. 
you give a tip at somebody that poured you one drink. Like, yeah. there is, oh, uh, where like, he's staying at this hotel. That also costs that coin. But, uh, though I couldn't figure out, is that a tip to Lance Riddick? I think that's, I thought that or, was like, Or was that, that his payment? That's what I could figure But also, here, babysit this lady, have a coin. Yeah. There's no, I mean, it's, there's no amount, like, again, it's Harry Potter things where, oh, well, apparently Ollivander lives on, if you do the math, uh, he lives on about a hundred dollars a year. Right. Like it's, well, but there's also, you know, movies traditionally, you don't see someone getting change. So you don't know if those are like, you know, 300 gold coins equals one of those giant coins. Uh, no, but I mean, it's a tip. He says like, here, keep it. You kind of thing. Wait, like to, to which, in which thing to the, to the body disposal guy. I, you know, the body disposal guy, he gives 12 coins to one per body. Okay. Which that I went, Okay. Yeah. this is fine yeah one coin per body okay now that because the coins haven't not made sense yet mm-hmm. but then he tips somebody i think he tips the waitress lady he again. tips the bartender lady yeah okay so that means you're tipping one twelfth the amount of a body disposal crew yeah. for 12 bodies that's got to be many thousands of dollars now here's here's the thing that could be argued is that he still thinks that he's he's out and he could just be like look i i have these knocking around I don't need him anymore. So you're saying he cleaned his apartment. Mm-hmm. He found a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tokens. In the, happened yeah. to be driving by a Chuck E. Cheese and said, hey, what the fuck? Yeah. Hey, this ain't money anymore. Yeah. I traded these in for a while. I, when I joined the cheese life back then, I didn't know it was going to drag back in. Yeah. He just went, hey, let's, let's, let's play some skee ball. Let's win a harmonica. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't mind this theory. I think you're a hundred percent wrong, Yeah, but I like this movie enough that I'll just, I'll just grab onto anything. I think, I think, I think that's the thing. And, and, you know, we do talk about plot inconsistencies on this uh, in different movies or whatever. And they're fun to point out and they make me feel like a, a big man and very smart. But so many of these things, you know, if you're enjoying the movie that it doesn't matter. And this was something, this was a case that I was enjoying the movies. So yeah, I, yeah. So I think it's just where we actually enjoy the movies. We yeah. Talk about. I'm just like, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean like you're again. Yeah. You're a- absolutely right. I just went like, Oh, it's the special currency that this group had. What's with this group, which I'm fine with. I, I love, I love the, like, I wish there was more movies in the world of the John wick universe of like the, 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 what's the, the, con- the, continental? the continental. I wish like that was a thing. And there's just other movies of the continental verse. You know? Yeah. See, here's my thing. I, I don't, I, I don't want to watch any more John wick. I don't want more information about this, the, the, what this is, what they do, whatever. I like not knowing. Oh, I th- And I'm sure these other ones are great. In fact, I almost watched the second one today. Yeah. But I was kind of doing something else. And I'm like, well, I want to pay enough attention to it. But I just, I like that mystery being there. And I'm just because so often things that I like and that are later explained are terrible. Pick any sort of series or anything that it kind of ends up being like oh like lost yeah. or something well no it's uh, not that it's not that i want ex- explanation i just want another movie in that universe sure. like like just it seems so like i would watch a movie like like of like a romantic comedy with somebody that's a bellboy at the continental right. like i just love like well the, yeah i couldn't this, help but think about like because you have staff yeah like they're not all like well no i'm a hired killer but also i will make your bed every morning that's what i'm saying you know? i would love to have like a like i just want to know what goes on in that universe you know yeah. not not to go back to harry potter but like you know that's like house elves like i wouldn't like what the, what the yeah. fuck's up here? i might want to watch a whole movie just about house elf liberation but i want to watch a movie living in that world you know? yeah so fan fiction writers that are also housekeepers get hop to it so uh this is about where i basically uh, Russian guy's like, hey, I kind of thought that was going to happen. Now I got to like hire some real people to kill John Wick. Yep. He puts out a $2 million bounty, tries to get Willem Dafoe to kill him. And then we have, and 
I don't understand why this didn't bother me, but there's like a three minute Marilyn Manson video at this point of the movie. Yeah. Which again, like for people that should have liked Boondock Saints, like <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. And, and I absolutely 100% like if I was 18 years old, I'd be like, yeah. Oh yeah. We kill strangers. So we don't hurt the ones we love. Like, Oh man, I get that shit. Dude. Yeah. It was I'm weird. twisted. Yeah. Cause they like, that happened for a while. Yeah, like, it was because like, it's them like gearing up, and it seems like a big confrontation is going to happen. Because there's like John Wick is is cracking into the ground to get on on dig up his old life, which he had buried. Symbolism, uh, and then Willem Dafoe has an awesome gun safe under his stairs. I really like that. It was sleek. It was nice. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter's old yeah, room. Yeah, 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 but full of guns and yeah. not boys. He uh, he checks into the murder hotel, uh, uh, Lance Riddick or whatever his name is. Yeah, so so Keanu Reeves like gets out of Dodge and goes to this the Continental, which yeah he just checks into a hotel and without sort of I had just assumed to get a better vantage point on his prey, but turns out it's something more. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a it's the murder hotel. Well, not a murder. That's 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 H. H. Holmes, but like. It's a hotel for assassins, and they yeah. have like kind of, um, you know, it's very, it's like, it's like, ho- it's like a, a holy ground for the Highlander, where right. you can't do business, right? On the, and I love every bit of it because one, fucking Swearingen's there. Yep. Who? What's it? Do you know that actor's name? Yeah, uh, Ian McShane. Ian McShane is just amazing. Like he's he always is, great. He is so watchable. Like, uh, did you ever watch American Gods? Shows essentially unwatchable, except for when he's on. Yeah, and he is just, oh, I just love you, and I love watching you. Like everything about you is so. Have you ever seen Sexy Beast? Yeah, I have. Yeah, oh, with with so uh, Ben Kingsley yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, now that I think about it, I don't think I really knew that was Ian McShane yeah. until right now because I think I saw that before I kind of fell in love with him. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so he goes there, he talks to Swearingen, and uh, basically this is setting up that there's going to be no business done at the hotel. You can't set yeah. up a hit. You can't find information. However, eh, little wink, wink, nudge, nudge, John, John Wick. He's such a stand-up fellow. Maybe we can uh, point him in the right direction. Right. Of, which of happens. Who's, who's, who's got a hit out on him. Well, here's my thing also is, again, like, it's the movie and it's stylish or whatever. But, hey, John. What, yeah. What's your thing? My thing <laughs> is that why... Why is this so stylish and hip? These are people that murder other people. These are sociopaths. Like, they're not normal, like, stylish hip people. See, you know what a, I mean? Like, I, I like the fantasy yeah. of all that, but I can't help but just imagining just a bunch of just, like, creeps in sweatpants just visiting and hanging out. All these Mark David Chapman-looking motherfuckers. Yeah. Just Do you remember like, in um in did you read the Sandman comics? Yeah, yeah. Back to the old game. Remember oh, they had yeah, the serial the killer convention. convention yeah. Where it's just a bunch of fucking creepos and the one that like the main guy's got like a Mickey Mouse shirt on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just these these weirdo guys, not this like, oh, we're we're all sexy murderers that no, you're just actual murderers and creeps. Uh and I also like to imagine though that the one guy that is that is there and is very uncomfortable. Make there's there's your movie in the Continental Verse starring Michael Sarah is just an awkward murderer. They just can't get it together. No, because there's a spinoff coming, and I'll tell you, we're very close to that. Oh, no. So, so uh, he talks to the very attractive waitress. Mm-hmm. She remembers him and says, hey, you want your regular? He goes, oh, here's here's enough money to bury a body. Have it as a tip. <laughs> yes. And uh, basically, that's the tip off to where uh, uh, Theon Greyjoy. What's his name again? Uh, Yosef. Yosef. So it's like, hey, uh, he's going to be at the uh, at the 
Russian spa nightclub mm. downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice who the bouncer was outside? No. And this is where the spinoff is. That's Big Daddy Cool himself, Kevin Nash Diesel. <laughs> Is the bouncer outside that club the one he talks to? He's like, hey, Francis. He's like, hey, what's up, John? Yeah, wait. That's Kevin Nash. Is this the same Kevin Nash that appeared in Big Money Hustlers? It, it, no, he was in Big Money Rustlers. Big Money Rustlers, yes. Uh, yes, also played uh, 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 Bebop and or Rocksteady and a, uh, mm. some other garbage movies. Wow. That Kevin Nash. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Razor Ramon? No, that's his partner. Okay. But yeah, same, same era. Yeah, he, they walk up the front and go, is that Kevin Nash? What? The, why the fuck is that? Ke- so, but if I look it up, and it is Kevin Nash. Now, John, I ask you this question: One, that's my spinoff because uh-huh. it's Kevin Nash. Actually, Kevin Nash retires, becomes this guy. But two, why the fuck is Kevin Nash the bouncer? Yeah, that's how badass they are. Is that? But that's weird. Yeah, well, this is my point with all the actors in this movie. Where it's like, why is Clark Peters just some guy? I have no idea who Clark Peters. Clark Peters is. is. He was on The Wire. He's uh uh. He was in most recently. Uh, he was in Jessica Jones, uh, the first season. Jessica Jones, the detective. Oh, oh, yeah, he's three he's, billboards, he's, but like he's the nice assassin that watches the the lady. Yeah, okay. the very stylish Henry. The, no, of course, the very stylish guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's just you, you, the whoever made this movie had the ability to get these these fantastic actors to do these tiny little parts. I mean, the- Ian McShane being that part makes total sense because you would have. Ian McShane be this yeah. character, you know, for as little as, but you want you want a presence and whatever. But yeah, if it's just like, just random, random guy. Oh yeah, no, it's, you know, here's John Leguizamo in a but role that, note, that you'll be surprised. How is Samuel L. Jackson not in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this, this should be one of those where he shows up. He was shooting Citibank commercials or whatever. So anyway, that that leads us into Murder Times at Club Russia. Another wonderful fight choreography, just blood. Yeah, and, I'll, and I like the way they organized that where you see the, um, it was kind of video gaming almost, but in a way that I liked where, where the, the, the main Russian guy there is like, you know, What's happening on this floor? What's happening on this floor? So you see the different levels or whatever. So I'm thinking it's going to be some sort of Judge Dredd slash The Raid style thing of him moving up. Yeah, not really. Some stuff happens, but... Uh, yeah, it's mostly just him efficiently murdering the shit out of yeah, a bunch of Russians. but he follows in a couple of, of Yosef's buddies, sees them and follows them into the into the club. And that's what I like when he, when he confronts Francis, how Francis knows him. And, like, they have a history. And he also knows that he's a badass to be like, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. You just go in. And that kind of world building kind of thing i liked that that sort of expounding the mystery without explaining anything about it just that you're like okay no he's well known and he's a badass but they're not like here's a flashback of him and francis hanging out in at a work picnic or something yosef and his buddies are hanging out singing songs in hot in like hot tubs in the basement yeah which doesn't seem like a great place to have hot tubs but i've not designed a steam bath club thing before i just that just seems like basement tubs seem gross to me for some reason i don't know I mean, really, just being in a being that's like any kind of hot tub with a bunch of like drunk dudes, just dun- seems, assholes. Well, it also had that the classic movie shot of uh, following girl's butt as she does something. Yes, like introduces you to the scene through a butt, uh, and it's like this, in Tango and Cash. Like, in, well, uh, that's that introduces and ends every scene. It's just like, <laughs> what's this butt gonna do? The scene. Oh, Tango and Cash oh, should have had like those Batman things where it goes. But it's just pictures of their asses. Or just the two butts coming from the side and meet. And yeah. Like, <laughs> one cheek each. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell which one's Tango. Yeah, exactly. One's yep. I mean, obviously. I mean, that's uh, obviously a Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. I also like, she's, she is delivering drinks to uh, Yosef and his awful buddies. 
uh, walking in high heels and walks into a pool in high heels, which yeah. seemed to me would seem very difficult. Just it, a traction of just a lot of slick surfaces there. So kudos to that lady. Yeah, I mean, for, she probably gets paid a lot. Around. She probably gets like one gold, gold, gold coin a night. Yeah, <laughs> makes uh, upwards of one every <laughs> night. So, uh, yeah, they're hanging out in the basement, and yeah, I mean, basically that's just they, uh, John goes after him and yeah, uh, but murders everybody. But he but, so this, so one of his buddies, and I like the scene where one of his buddies is is shower like cleaning his face, got a got a very upsetting robe on. And is cleaning his face, and there's a guy in the background. You see, just John Wick slide in and silently murder him. Oh yeah, uh, that he's he's trying to be stealthy, and I like it rather than just like guns blazing. But I tell you what, I would rather be found David Carradine style than to be found wearing that tiny, tiny robe that man was wearing, like mm. dead in a tiny, tiny robe. Like that's that just I found that really upsetting. No one should be yeah, wearing I mean, a robe you're like right, that. But kind of hilarious to be found dead like oh, that absolutely yeah, like, that's why i don't want to be found dead like that basically what you're saying is that after you're dead is that's where you're going to start defending your self-esteem yeah basically <laughs> yeah. well no so i think my self-esteem it's like that's that can't take that hit a lot can happen but like right. there's still enough that tiny yeah. robe would just wipe it out and i'm dead anyway but like i got a legacy <laughs> I don't need I don't need tiny robe getting rid of murders everybody but uh but uh Thea and Greyjoy gets away mm-hmm. and uh John gets stabbed uh in, in the in the in the gut yeah and he goes back to the Continental and has a, a lovely little scene with with Lance Riddick again that's might not be his name but it's something very close to that and he's like uh hey uh is there a doctor it's like how twenty four seven he's like yeah I'm probably gonna need one of those and yeah. i just like that that he's like basically sitting there holding his bloody entrails in, been here and they're before. having this civil conversation that's what yeah. i like about the and all the continental stuff is just like this this what to you and i would be the single most traumatic thing that's happened in our lives we would tell that story ad nauseum yeah but for them it's like yeah yeah probably good Probably gonna need some emergency surgery in a hotel room. Yeah, so but it's it it's also played very subtly too, though. Yeah, I like like the movie doesn't make a point like isn't this so weird? It just lets it happen, and yeah, this is what these people deal with, and I like that a lot. It didn't it didn't uh, what do we say hang a lantern on it or nothing? And yeah, and like I, in Green Lantern where they fridge that lady, where they fridge that lady. Yeah, yeah. this is it's all coming back. It's Time all full circle. circle. But yeah, and so he goes to see. Was it a vet? Or was it an actual doctor? Yeah, I think it's an actual doctor. It's just some guy that's on call in the in the host- mm. in the uh, in the hotel. Uh, and this is uh, where um, that lady that we've been seeing in the in the Continental decides to break protocol. She she decides to try to take a head on holy ground uh, to use Highlander parlance. Yeah, goes after John and is uh, saved by Willem Dafoe. Is that what happens? Kind of. Well, he's Willem Dafoe. You see Willem Dafoe getting ready to line up a shot like he's going to take out John Wick, who's just like re- sleeping it off. Relaxing in his bed, which I also like when the doctor like is going to prescribe him medicine, like for the pain. John Wick holds up scotch. He's like, "All right, I got this." Like as a high functioning alcoholic, like you're not going to be a super pro killer and also just be drunk on scotch all the time. Because I was, I always like that idea of, of in in movies where like the, the the thing that immediately comes to mind for some reason is ballistics X versus sever. What's his face? Uh, Antonio Banderas was like, you know, a really great killer, but now he's a super, you know, horrible drunk. But he just immediately can just snap back to it. And like his muscle memory or whatever isn't impaired. Uh, it's a minor thing, but I was just like the idea of Keanu Reeves like trying to do John Wick style stuff, but just being shit faced and how bad that would go. Yeah. Well, you know, they say the best thing for AIM is delirium tremens, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, which which I'm sure I 
Both those words I just said were wrong. Will and Fo's lineup take a shot, and then he like, oh yeah, uh, Miss Perkins, played by Adrian Palicki, comes yes. in, and I I was a big fan of her. She was great in Friday Night Lights, the TV show Friday Night Lights, which I was a big fan of. So I was I was happy to see her doing something in a motion. Picture. I didn't know who she was, but uh, she's very pretty. She was also yeah. they they tried to do Wonder Woman with like a TV version of Wonder Woman with her that went very badly. Wait, that happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? She, yeah, she wore pants and everyone was mad about Did it. Did it air? I think the first episode aired and it was not very good. No, she, was it called Wonder Woman? Yeah, it was. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I I know nothing of it. I'm actually a little taken aback by this. Like yeah. that seems like something I'd be very aware of. Yeah, it was some stupid nerd rage about it, but it also just wasn't a very good show, and so it didn't get picked huh. up. Wow. Yeah. No idea. Yep. But yeah. By the way, she's very pretty. Yeah. She's got so a nice she... uh, uh, face. You know mm-hmm. that thing on the top of the body. Yeah. You know the head front. But yeah, so she, so they have a, a cool hotel room fight. He bests her. His phone is ringing the entire time, which was extremely stressful. Like that yeah. in a movie, nothing bothers me more than just a, an unanswered phone. I don't know why it is, but pick up your phone. I'm bothered by that too. Yeah, that kind of yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. But so I thought that was very effective that this fight is going on and you're like, someone better answer that telephone. And he eventually does. And it's it's Lance Riddick being like, someone, we've been reporting noise on your floor. And basically they find out that, yeah, John Wick has been attacked. Someone's broken the rules. Why did he, he, he save her? Which, I mean, it, it, as far as shitty storytelling, the moment he said, hey, can you tie her up? You know, keep an eye on her. I went. Oh yeah, she's totally she's totally breaking out, and she's gonna be like the main you know main fight later. Oh, I just took it to be like you don't do business, and like yeah, she attacked him, but but it's sacred ground for Highlanders. Like you don't spill you no, don't but it's spill the blood. but it's personal. I thought it's a, he wasn't going to murder her for money. He's gonna murder her because she just tried to kill him. It yeah. just seemed like a weird moment of being I, I, you know. I, I it it could also just be like she might have information that he needs, but I just took it as. It's the rules of the club. Like you don't do it, and he's yeah. I guess if he's I a man of principle. Yeah, I guess you know? it wouldn't bother me if I took it that way. To me, it just went like just hanging a sign on it that yeah. she's going to play a part later in the film. You know, it's just one of those like, right. yep, yeah, that's uh, she's good. Like, oh, I'm sure that guy that died off screen is definitely dead and not right. going to come back later. You know, and yeah, and she fucking kills uh, that dude, that guy from Clark Peters. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Clark has yeah, he just comes out like. What's going on? He's like, hey, can you watch this person for a gold coin for the price of one body or yeah, a drink yeah, or the whatever? One, one go- yeah, the, the, the thing that costs it. Here, how much did you pay for your house? Three gold coins. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually really liked this bit because he finds out that Vigo has a stash underneath a church. John Wick goes to this like glorious cathedral and just starts shooting people. Yeah. And I liked, like there was no pretense of like trying to find it out. And immediately, and I like that reveal of so they shoot the, he shoots the, the minister that's there and the guy like catches himself on the pew and you can see like he's got all the crazy russian prison tattoos. yeah i did like that and that random old lady just keeps praying the whole time yeah, yeah which which in a movie i enjoyed less i would find that like really beep, 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 yeah. but like i i was like oh this because so i don't great. think yeah i don't yeah. think they linger on it too much it's just yeah. yep and this is still happening it's not michael bay where it's like she would be like whoa and go back to <laughs> yeah, praying yeah. like then a, or then, pray harder yeah then it close up on another ass yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, I also thought this was At a nice, sunset. like, just vengeance move of just, he, he just goes and he just burns the shit burns out of all it, their money and stuff. stuff. Yeah. Vigo catches him. He, mm-hmm. he, he must have misses his kitty, is the problem. He's Vigo. And uh, and then there's a, um, a bit of a, a bit of a Defoe ex machina. 
where right. John Wick is completely caught, trussed up, about to be murdered, and then well, yeah. Yo, so that's, hey, look, there he is. That's the thing. So he gives, he's got him tied up, and uh, Vigo's working him over a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, you ruined all my leverage over everyone in the city. That was my stash that gave me all my power, not just money." And you horrible person. And he punches him a whole lot, and then. John Wick gives his whole speech like, you know, people ask me if I'm if I'm back and I haven't had an answer, but I do now. I'm back, baby. In this very Nicolas Cagey kind of moment. That pretty, was pretty over the great. top, especially considering you're caught and about to die. Yeah. yeah. But he's, yeah, he's back. And uh, given the same speech that I usually give at a Chinese buffet when they're like, are you done, sir? They're like, people ask me that a lot. But I see there's fresh General Tso's chicken. I'm back in. Not the bees. But yeah, but yeah, Will Defoe X Machina shoots the hench hench guys in John Wick. And he beats up, he gets, and I kind of like this, where he, he catches up with, with Vigo. Vigo gives up his son. Like, yeah. There's just, he's like, you know, first of all, call off the head. He's like, okay, yeah. And then, you know, I have to go murder your son. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah he's over here. And um, then they uh, they cut to where, uh, to where the son's hiding. Yeah. And the person watching him is playing a violent video game. Yeah, I believe it's Halo. Pretty fucking poignant. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 Yosef, not a fan of it, you know, because he sees what violence has done to his own life. Yosef, really the hero in this journey. But also, to be honest, he's being held in a video game. Like the way they show, like, here's the the guard towers with the people on it. It just feels like, okay, this is the level layout. You're going to need to go through here. And yeah, and then Keanu Reeves murders a whole bunch. He finally catches up to Yosef, uh, mm-hmm. Theon Greyjoy. Theon Greyjoy starts begging him, and he John Wick doesn't let him finish the sentence. Yeah, shot in the gut, and then one through the head. I love that because you were talking about evil villains over speaking, yeah. and just like just fucking kill yeah. the guy. And you're that's and- John Wick is this efficient, just like. Two shots, one shot, dead. Turns around. There's no giant buildup. There's no big villain And it also, speech. like, it doesn't linger on it. The yeah. shot is, it's far enough away you just see the back of of Greyjoy, like, leaning up against the the shipping crate, starting to say something. Yeah, Wicked just, and then turns around and walks away. And it doesn't, it doesn't, nothing solved. I mean, the, the, the plot, the story of the movie, what he was setting out to do was essentially done, but, like, it wasn't this, like, now everything's fixed. You know, the movie didn't, didn't, raise it up to this level of of uh, melodrama with it yeah no it was just another yeah another part which is it, it, weirdly enough it's like part of the movie of like not glorifying violence if like it really doesn't yeah. solve much in it it's like you don't see him have this this catharsis this moment of like oh, i can finally breathe again because yeah. now that my my wife you know my dog wife's dog's killer yeah is, and again john this guy that we're like empathizing with the whole movie He's murdering humans because yeah. they killed this dog. Because they killed the dog, and, yeah. and again, that's how effective this film is. We should be thinking that <laughs> every time he shoots yeah. someone. And it, we don't think that because yeah. we're so on his side. But in the end, it's, no, we shouldn't be. This right. man's a fucking maniac. If, if, but he was, if he was killing people in less cool ways, I might, you know, I might agree with you. But he's killing people in some pretty cool ways. It's true. So. And also, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, if he wasn't so damn handsome... Cause that's, that's yeah okay. yeah it's uh I, I bet you i bet you if willem dafoe was I didn't, the lead in this i didn't it would be... i didn't notice because again i was just like looking into a mirror for for two hours and 
I got confused. What went wrong with your mirror? <laughs> like, <laughs> that, uh, well, it's just, it's what I do every day. So I'm like, yeah, no, this is just. Did you buy it at like the Goodwill bins? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Well, a haunted Goodwill bin. Yeah. It shows me, it shows me, it's like the Harry Potter movie. So Theon and his friend are playing shooting games. And uh, yeah, so he kills Theon. He goes back to uh, the hotel and uh, the hotel gives him a brand new car as a means of apology. Mm-hmm. Well, and this was, this was the moment. And then like, so, so. You think, oh, cool, fine, the movie's over. No, no, it's not. There's yeah. more movie, and and this is a trend of movies these days where uh, you think the movie's over, and there's way more movie left. There wasn't too much more movie left in this, but uh, there was more than I needed. Frankly, I was like, if if it sort of ended here, like I know the mob, the mob guy's still out there, but then you, hey, set up a sequel. The Russian guy's after you. But uh, no, instead, yeah, the the hotel just gives him a a, a car because hey, John. Do you see that car? Brand new. That's a Shelby Mustang GTS. That costs three gold coins. Oh, it's, oh. <laughs> I just, by the way, I just made up those those words. I have no idea if there's a th- Yeah, thing no, there are it. coins. Or, no, the Shelby Mustang GTS. Oh, yeah. I just said. The, a GTS, it sounded like a car. I thought you would look something up. I know this is Shelby Mustang. I know that's a thing because I actually think that's the one from God in 60 Seconds. Okay. I think that's Lucille from God in 60 Seconds or where the fuck the name of that car was. And GTS is uh, CM Punk's finishing move when he was a wrestler. <laughs> All right. So. Um, All kinds of connections being made. I'm, I like it. I'm very good at cars. Yes. Very I, good. I'm, I'm, I know a lot about masculine things. Yeah. Yes, you do. There's no question. Oh, speaking of masculine things. Yes. So, right about now, uh, uh, Willem Dafoe is uh, tortured. Well, yeah. But so, yeah, because there's more movie, um, Vigo goes to Willem Dafoe and somehow has figured out that Willem Dafoe was the one that saved him through all that or just that Willem Dafoe didn't kill him even though it was an open contract I think what the deal is the reason he went to Willem Dafoe is because he offered the contract first and when he offered the contract first he said hey do you think you could kill John Wick so I think it's established that they're they're close friends and I think right. because Willem Dafoe is I think Willem Dafoe was like was John Wick essentially like he was like an mm. uber badass that never failed John Wick being alive and uh, Willem Dafoe being alive that's enough evidence to say, like, nope, you decided not to kill him. Like, yeah. I think that's kind of the vibe they're getting, you know? Yeah, I just kind of took it, you know, or that he didn't. It, it works, for me, it works either way. Where it was just like, well, I told you to kill him and you didn't kill him. And now my son's dead and I'm just lashing out at you. But it makes more sense for a deeper story for what you said than than to have it just be that. Yeah, because what I was originally going to say is that he got stabbed through the chest with his goblin hoverboard. Right, yes. Yeah. That was in the original script. Yeah. Uh but no, I do, I do like that. And I am like, even just you talking about that made me think of other movies of sort of like assassin guilds and like this guy, Seijin Suzuki has made a couple there's branded to kill. And then he kind of remade that one pistol opera. And they're just these very stylish, ridiculous things about people competing to be the number one killer. And, uh, you don't know who number one is, but you know who some of the other people vying for number one are. But anyway, yeah. So he, so they beat and kill Willem Dafoe basically there's a moment too where you see miss perkins because miss perkins has sold out willing to foe actually that's how they know it was willing to foe because because miss perkins sold him out wait uh, did that happen mm-hmm. really yeah oh i don't think i saw that part yeah and then uh wait miss perkins when the hell did she sell him out sometime between escaping from john wick and willing to foe being murdered but she like had a scene with vigo or something yeah. Oh, I don't remember that at fucking all. Because she's sort of working with Vigo because Vigo's going to, I mean, he didn't really pull the contract or he made a new contract or something because he's uh, planning to have Perkins ambush 
John Wick at a certain time. And, but then she gets called away by Ian McShane and there's the scene, like it's a dark. Oh, I love that, this part. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, so she gets, she gets called down there uh, to this picturesque train station. I don't even know what it is. All these arches everywhere. And Ian McShane comes out and is like, like by your own hand, like your admission to the, or, or your membership to the continental has been revoked. And like four guys step out and they all shoot her. Yeah. That's really dumb. Because they're all facing each other. Yeah. Like, you're just... But they're You like, don't need four guys to but shoot. But they're really good assassins, so they know they're not going to miss. If they're really good, why do you need four of them? Um, symmetry of the shot. <laughs> just, I mean, because when you're framing for a shot... But yeah, yeah, you need to frame yeah. it. So you need equal numbers on both sides. Yeah, because you just have one guy shoot. But I'm saying, because they're just... That, gonna... Is one equal, John? What if is you... Is one divisible by two? What if you... Yes. Just cut them in half. Well, oh, hey, look at King Solomon over here, <laughs> yeah. forgetting about it. Uh, but uh, she could have just like ducked, and then they all shot each other. That's happened in movies before. Yes, and then she could put her finger inside of the shotgun, and it will explode back in hilarious <laughs> <Yes>. consequence. <laughs> and then they will look at the face, uh, blink, and then their face yeah. will be fine. But I did, I did like them kind of enacting justice of like, well, this would, this is yeah. what happens when you fuck yeah, the sacred we, ground. We yeah. did say that there are consequences. Yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed that because it's one of those things where unless you showed some kind of repercussion, that whole concept of like, oh yeah, a bunch of murderers coexisting is fine, yeah. is really dumb. But when it's like. No, we're coexisting because you're going to get fucking There's legitimate got. concepts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, consequences. Uh, yeah, but so then Winston, uh, Ian McShane's character, calls John Wick and is like, oh, by the way, a certain someone, here's here's my hot goss, a certain someone's got a certain helipad that they're trying to get to to escape, and uh, meeting the Russian guy. And so John Wick goes to try to, tries to stop Vigo, tries to intercept Vigo, and gets into a whole, another action scene. And this was something that kind of irritated me because it's like clearly supposed to be like boss battle time. He's an old Russian guy. Like I yeah. just watched you take down everybody. And it's like old Russian man. If it was something where like, no, he's special forces or he used to be a part of this too. Okay. But why is this more difficult than anyone else? Like yeah. he's an old Russian I, man. I think they needed to bring a dumb more... hat. Well, I mean, if he's, he leads, so what's, it, what's the name of the Russian mob? Pravda or something like that or yeah, whatever. The newspaper, but yeah. Oh not? yeah. But I mean, it, but whatever. Like, I think if you're leading the Russian mob in the New York area, you're probably like the biggest badass ever. Yeah, but like, but they didn't. No, they don't build that up yeah. nearly enough to be, you know, like uh, to make that be like boss battle level. Though I did, I was gonna say like, but I did very much notice that oh, all that all that stunt driving he practiced in an airport in the beginning of the movie is now coming into play at the end of the movie because yeah. he has to use his. His car driving acrobatics to kill these people, but it's like, yeah, he he, he went single handedly through a whole nightclub full of bad guys. Like this right. is this is much easier. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. Like I, I couldn't help but but once again think of Steven Seagal as I often do. But in uh, Under Siege, the whole plot of that movie is that the the ship is taken over by Tommy Lee Jones, who's like an ex Navy SEAL guy, who also who knew Steven Seagal, and he was an ex Navy SEAL guy. It's so like, oh, when they're going to have their big final battle. Before that, they do something where they fire off a giant cannon by, by Tony Lee Jones' ears. So he's completely, like, discombobulated and doesn't have, you know, his ears are bleeding and all this stuff. And then Stephen Hill just kicks the shit out of him. But it's still treated like, oh, this bot, the, the two giants are finally coming together. And I had the same feeling with this, where it's just, these guys aren't equals at, at all. Yeah. They're just 
I don't, but the old man does a good job. I mean, he he stabs him. That's, that's the thing. I guess if they had, if they'd built him up better about like how you know like even had to like a small little like like you know uh, when I was coming from Russia, I was the Baba Yaga. Like yeah. you, like what do you yeah. just give some reference to like he was the biggest badass, and that's how because I mean obviously that's how you would run. Right, or like, mob, or like know? he takes off his shirt and he's got that tattoo, you know, uh, the the fortune favors the bull. Yeah, tattoo. and then right underneath, there's a picture of a dead dog because he was behind yeah. the whole oh. fucking thing. Mind. And then <laughs> next to that blown. dead dog is a portrait of himself winking at the audience. Yeah, like, and underneath get that, it. Underneath that, it says Fido Ex Mortis. <laughs> Man, this movie's so much better the way we're making it. <laughs> but uh, guess what? John Wick wins. And uh, then he sees a pit bull and takes on the pit bull. And then the final shot of the film is is they walk by the same spot where his wife died. Where she's like, she has the aneurysm or whatever. Yeah, and then the dog takes a shit on it, and they do a, they do a very quick, uh, very quick like close up of the shit, and like like swirly smell lines come up of it in a cartoon yeah. fashion, and then it says Baba Yaga. And John Wick shoots it. Yes. The end. The end. Thus ends the story of John Wick. Or does it? Because there's going to be a third one now. I haven't seen the second one. I want to see it. Yeah. Like I was saying before, like, I don't, I do, but I don't because I want more of the same, but I also just like, I like it how it is. I don't, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not a big uh, action movie guy, but this, I love this movie. This reminds me of like uh, watching the first Lethal Weapon where it's like, ooh, this is great. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like that, like. Oh, this is like a, a. I mean, it's not new, but like, oh, there's a new, uh, a, a new mixing up the exact same elements in a way right, that. Right, like, but it's I, just it's not a bunch of CG nonsense, and that's refreshing now. Where it's it's the spectacle comes from, the interaction of of human beings shooting each other, not CG things shooting each other. Though to be fair, the Allstate guy, uh, he's all CG in this. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Does he die? Yeah, they, he like kind of gets hit by a car or something at the end. Um, oh, I kind of remember that. It's like a fight thing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty. I yeah, I don't understand why he's there. Yeah. So I I mean I can't I can't recommend this movie enough. Yeah. I I, I enjoyed the shit. Oh, that's a huge overstatement. I if you want to watch an action movie, this is like a really great example of one, and I don't watch them that often, so I was way more amused by it than I should have because you know I don't watch those. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to like here. There's I mean. It fits nicely in a in a whole genre of those kind of hitman vengeance movies. Well, on that note, uh, we've been talking about the vagaries of assassin life. I think probably we should uh, discuss the vagaries of segways. That segue <laughs> leads us to I do almost say like a labyrinthian way to get to the next movie, like some kind of labyrinth, like some kind yeah. of. Oh, we should watch Labyrinth with David Bo. Oh wait, no, 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 the Maze Runner, with the Scorch Trials. Yes, just that one, not the other ones. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming there are other ones, right? That's not on VOD yet, though. Oh. So we should probably watch. Um... Oh yeah, you know who's actually got a great labyrinth is Pan. Pan has a pretty great labyrinth. Which I preferred with the original title, Fawn's Labyrinth, but it had to be changed for American audience because no one thought Americans would know who the Fawn was in uh, mythology. Yeah. And so they went with uh, Pan's Labyrinth, although Pan, being a satyr, uh, does not actually uh, look like the creature from the Fawn's Labyrinth. The Guillermo del Toro uh, mm-hmm. classic? Sure. Um, I remember liking it quite a bit. Uh, John doesn't like Guillermo del Toro. Nope. 
And uh, this should be, uh, I mean, really breaking from the trend where inexplicably I like something and John doesn't, which is really weird. Because who knows? I've changed my tune on stuff, so we'll, you know, maybe name I name one. Uh, the invitation I liked a lot more the second time around. Um, something we just watched recently I liked more this time. Ah, uh, yeah, that other that element. one. Yeah. No, the fifth not, element. Decidedly not the fifth element. Because you're like, man, I, I love this director's point of view and all <laughs> no, of his choices in life. It, it, I remember the speech. No. I remember the speech exactly. I'm gonna grab the I'm gonna grab the clip for the episode when you said, "Boy, I love this man. I love this man almost as I almost as much as I love classic Phil Cosby." You know, some people <laughs> say separate the art from the artist. Like they're one. They're the same. Yeah, and I and, support them all. And, and I say, mm, Trey Menifique. Yeah, I. You know, here's here's the problem as as this show goes on. Um, we're gonna keep accumulating movies that later the directors turn out to be fucking horrible shitbag oh, yeah. human beings. Just assume like, they always are. I know, it's... but it sucks because like now I feel weird having that on the stream and I'm defending the movie because it's like yeah. I didn't know he was like a monster yeah, back when but I... I. Neither did anyone. Like, yeah, I know, fine. but that sucks because it doesn't. Like... It doesn't change the the piece itself because it's you know. But let's go behind that. I got I got to peel back the curtain a little bit here, people. I don't like the fifth element as much as I claim in that episode. It's fun to argue for for kind of schlock stuff and now i'm in this awkward position where it's like it's like yeah that hitler guy at least his mustache was good it's like yeah oh well turns out the he had some, he had some great still lives yeah, yeah. i'm alex muller yeah hey, hey, hey. sign off for uh art art and holocaust <laughs> weekly yeah anyway so yeah we're gonna watch uh pan's labyrinth uh Woo. let's hope uh, guillermo del toro retains his uh his reputation as being a delightful fellow sure i don't know if that's his reputation he and seems nice I'm sure he's lovely. Yeah. I just don't like his movies very much. Okay, we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Uh, click like and things. Bye.